You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome to another episode of Around the King's Table. This is Brian. And George. And? Jonathan. Deacon Deacon Rollins. Yep. Glad to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> is with us. We're going to be looking through 1 Timothy. So we uh, periodically uh, attempt to do this one series, look at the book. And uh, we've been going through 1 Timothy, and we've arrived at chapter 5. Yep. And... Uh, it does get a little more specific and detailed uh, as to how we're to uh, care for one another in the life of the body. And so we're going to try to confine ourselves to the first eight verses of 1 Timothy chapter 5 here this afternoon. Yeah, meaningful chunks. That's right, meaningful chunks. And we don't want to keep you on here for three hours, which would probably happen if we did through verse 16. So... I'm just going to read to us uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, and then we'll do what we do. So Paul writes here, starting in verse 1 of chapter 5, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Treat younger men like brothers, older women like mothers, younger women like sisters, In all purity, honor widows who are truly widows. Talk about that. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow left all alone, has set her hope on God, and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead, even while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. It's actually a nice little uh, intersection with our last episode (laughs) episode on uh, the discipline of stewardship. Yep. Yeah. So that's 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. We'll head back up to verse 1 now, and I'll leave it to you, brothers, to kick us off. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. So on and so forth. So what do you see there? Yeah. I mean, he's already encouraged, you know, that Timothy, Paul has encouraged Timothy not to um, be, you know, considered low because of his youth. His age. So, yeah, he, he, he's a younger guy. Um, but, I mean, in as much as we, we do treat the, the church body as a family, and it's, it's almost a, a replacement, maybe harsh, maybe even a little bit more than intended, but... It's a family bond that is, is yeah. in many ways, closer um, 
there's there's just a, a shared family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the older men, they're, they're to be treated as fathers. The younger as brothers. The older women as mothers. So there's this respect given mm-hmm. um, that will help him in his ministry mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. You see anything there, brother? There's this thing with the older man. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the younger person comes and rebukes him harshly mm-hmm. without love and grace. It's not well taken mm-hmm. versus a, a gentle admonition. Um, you can go a lot, a lot further. Yeah, it definitely seems like <clears throat> older men just in general have a harder time being reproved by younger people. Ah. Uh, Timothy, again, is, I don't know how young, but he's a younger, young enough uh, for Paul to have to encourage him and exhort him to be exemplary for the flock and mm. in ways that go hand in hand with the aim of our charges, love. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so this is, he's really, it seems to be getting into how, how, do, how do you shepherd well? So you have, you have an older man who maybe he stepped out of line. Uh, maybe he has committed some sin. Uh, maybe he's just hard to handle. And uh, at any rate, uh, in your approach to shepherding an older man in the church, uh, it seems like Paul is saying, just be careful. Be yeah. careful that you don't you don't treat him as someone uh, who is undeserving of your respect, and you know treat him treat him as a as a father. You yeah. know there'll be enough problems in ministry in in pastoral effort that mm-hmm. no reason to create additional problems on top of it just because. Well, I just said what I thought. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. you know. I'm just going to be a straight shooter. It just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he moves on there uh, from from how to um, admonish an older man uh, in the in the church to younger men. Mm-hmm. And then he moves on to women, older women and younger women. Mm-hmm. And then he gives a little qualifier there at the end of, mm-hmm. of verse two. And we'll talk about that. But what do you what do you see in between older man to younger men, older women, younger women. Mm-hmm. Again, you can definitely see that what you're talking about earlier about the, the familial, mm-hmm. familial aspect of it, right? Treat younger men like brothers, older women like mothers, younger women like sisters. So there's a familial aspect to it. I think that speaks right into you know our church culture today, which is still very individualistic. And we come to church right. and then we go home and we don't really know anybody. Yeah. We don't really have community with anybody outside of maybe a, a click here and there. Attachment's not family. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, just isolated relationships, mm-hmm. but not family. Right. Uh, but beyond that, do you see anything else here in this this one verse, verse two? Um, I mean, he kind of mirrors verse one: older women as mothers. You want to treat them like you would treat mm-hmm. your own mother. Mm-hmm. Um, younger women as sisters. Uh, I'll leave that qualifier for a minute. But, um, <laughs> as sisters, nothing more, nothing less. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. It, it, there's a, a an important structural element. He sets off, you know, basically elders. So he sets off men, women, and then he's going to follow this up with women, men in much more depth. But there is this kind of chiastic element, this whole patterning where he does, you know, it's men, it's women. It's then going to be a, a full, you know, how do we handle women in the church? How do we, you know, help and serve women in the church, mm-hmm. especially widows in this case? Mm-hmm. And then how do you deal with elders? How, how are we supposed to be as elders? What are we supposed to, what is it supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, you know, encourage and disciple them? So mm-hmm. 
there's all that going on as well. So there's it, this is kind of setting off that structure, sort of yeah. here, here it is and then reverse it. So. Yeah. Okay. What about the qualifier there? In all purity, treat older women like mothers, younger women like sisters, in all purity. Hmm. Why is that even necessary, do you think? Because he's a guy. I mean, that's that, that may be a little bit too blunt, but... No, it's not. I, I think, ultimately, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to just set it off as just the women that he's supposed to be treating this way in purity. Sure. I think it's all of them. And this sure. just reinforces what we've done for, for weeks as we've gone through, you know, this book, mm-hmm. this letter, where he's, you know, highlighting that, you know, actual lived out holiness is important uh, for someone in Timothy's position, yeah, the whole church. But, yeah. but no, I do think he's, he's being specific. I mean, he, so many pastors can wreck a ministry on how they handle um, the women in their church, um, whether they're doing it in a in a pure way, whether or not you know they take license where they shouldn't be taking license, mm. uh, they you know aren't careful about how they you know, what their speech is like, what their yeah. intention is like, um, and so yeah, treating somebody with that <clears throat> certainly helps their ministry to be focused in the right place. Yeah, I think even just the appearance of evil. Yeah. So I mean, it harps back to chapter three, verse two, talking about the the qualifications for an elder being above reproach, mm-hmm. both in his treatment of men and women. Yeah. Um, but it also plays with chapter four, verse twelve: Let no one despise your youth, but set an example. Let speech, conduct, love, faith, and in your purity. Um, and just setting an example for the way that we deal with the church family mm-hmm. and being careful that. Um, yeah. We don't treat a, a, another woman as we would a spouse mm-hmm. or mm. a spouse candidate or, you know, sometimes a too close of a friend, you know, keeping them as a, a sister. He's not trying to be mean, but he is trying to protect, I think in this case, specifically at least for the younger women as sisters, but I think he's trying to help Timothy protect his ministry and not wreck it like we've seen well, I was about to say, in uh, it's, current church uh, culture. It seems to, unfortunately, be a very prevalent, not just temptation, but sin on the part of many ministers of the gospel uh, that has destroyed their lives Mm -hmm. and their marriages and their ministries um, throughout history. But, I mean, even in just, we could rattle off some names, but we won't. Right, right. Um, But... But I think that's that's definitely there as well. Uh, we need to be careful. Sin is um, very deceptive, and I, I think certainly the qualifier there of don't just not not just to treat both men and women in a familial way, um, but also the, the 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 qualifier there in all purity is just a reminder. Sin is tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, your motives can be compromised yeah. easily, and you need to be careful. You need to be on the watch uh, for yourselves. Um, you remember that he just said in verse 16 of chapter 4, keep a close watch on yourself yeah. and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and then he goes right into this. Do, do, do not this. Rebuke. Yeah. Yeah. So do there's this. A Be careful. Purity is. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. How pure are our rebukes? Mm-hmm. What, what's the motivation behind them? What's right. The, well, and two, when we think about purity, we tend to always run to sexual impurity. Right. Mm-hmm. But but as I think you're saying, it, it probably is a more general admonition. Even if you think about older women who are widowed, uh-huh. well, what if they're prominent? What if it's Lydia, right? right. Like in, in Acts, and she has money. Right. And maybe you're like, hmm, our church really could use a new sound system. I need to get to know <laughs> Sister Lydia. You know, I, I need to make sure I'm taking care of her so that, you know, she puts me in her will or whatever it is. Right. And and so that's an aspect of purity as well, mm-hmm. is that you're, you have pure motives. Again, right. the aim of our charge is love. And and we are wanting to to make sure that our motive is to to love the body mm-hmm. and make sure that we are being of, of uh, pastoral help, um, as the Bible calls us to, to be. So... Okay. Anything else there before we move on into verse three? We're good? Okay, great. I think we're good. Let's okay. go. Green light. Green light into verse three. Uh, it says, honor widows. Mm-hmm. Oh, and actually, if I could uh, pause to go on the se- the sexual impurity part. Oh, sure. Uh, we're not going to get to it today, but I, but I will read this from verse 11. This is chapter five, verse 11. It actually says, refuse to enroll younger widows for when their passions mm-hmm. uh, draw them away from Christ. They desire to marry. Yeah. Uh, and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. So <clears throat> I can't remember if it's in First Timothy, but I think it's also in Second Timothy. It talks about guys who are willing to kind of creep in mm-hmm. uh, to widows' houses. houses. Yeah. Uh, so there is definitely that aspect here of young women who I think probably in, in this day and age, um, you know, Paul's, Timothy's day and age, uh, you, you would have... Uh, Younger widows, sure. Life expectancy things here, uh, but how are they going to provide for themselves? Sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it it did open up windows or doors uh, for for men to be able to creep in under the under the guise of pastoral ministry uh, yep. and, and take advantage of the situation, or for those younger widows also to. Uh, be impure in yep. their motives for wanting to be helped and to sneak in the back door as well. Yeah. So just to throw that out there. Yep. yep. All right. Verse three, honor widows who are truly widows. And so this kind of gets into what the whole situation here, but what is, what does he mean? Truly widows. Yeah. They don't, I mean, he's going to get into it. He's going to spend the rest of the time. I think it's really about that help. It is about that support. Yep. When we think of, of a widow, the, the, the what, Yes, what makes them a widow is that they've lost their spouse, you yeah. know, the, the husband. But it's it's also this this element of just not being able to care for themselves mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as they're truly widows, they're they probably don't have you know male children, even female children. They don't have kids, grandkids that they are there to support them. They don't have that structure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy, thoughts there. Deacon Rollins. I was going to say that would be the same thing. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, I was thinking Acts 6 this whole time. Mm. That's where the deacons came in was to deal, most people think, mm-hmm. deacons came in to deal with issues with widows in the church. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just he goes on and he explains this more with really focusing on widows who have no family. Yeah. I'm kind of getting ahead of it, but he really commands families to deal with, like, Blood family, 
mm-hmm. physical family to yeah. deal with family members before putting that burden upon the church to to care for them. And there's a time and a place for the church to care for the people, the members of that church. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, he says to that the children should care for widows and then those who yeah. truly are widows and have no other source mm-hmm. of help. That's when the church steps in and yeah. becomes that family that they don't have. Yes. So there actually is a call to the nuclear family yep. to act as a family mm-hmm. for the women within said family who have no other means besides that family and perhaps their church family right. uh, to be cared for mm-hmm. and to have their needs met on a daily basis. Uh, some, it seems, may have been widowed. Like you said, we think of a, a widow or a widower as someone who has lost their spouse. Uh, but but perhaps they do have a family uh, that was uh, ready, able, willing to provide for them and meet those needs. It's not that they shouldn't be cared for by the church. It's just that uh, there's a gradation. That there are those who are who are widows who have families who care after them. Right. And if you are a Christian family and you have a widow that's mm-hmm. part of your family. You should take it upon yourself to care for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so put you on the spot. What do you think? You know, yeah. you have. Uh, you know, Paul also I speaks. Like, I don't like spots. Well, I know, but this is that's why we have the stripes. Thing. Stripes is better. Oh, gosh, I'm wow. just kidding. Okay, so so you have a um, a Christian woman. Um, she's a widow. How about this? So her husband has basically left her, committed adultery. For some reason, he separated. He, he's not yeah. a Christian, even. Yeah. She has a family, but they're not Christians. I don't know that we need to have a full answer here, like it's Pat, but any thoughts where to go with that? I, mean, I think you would encourage her family, even if they're it's a non Christian family, to be caring yeah. for her. I mean, because he, he goes, even in the, the last verse or two of, of our passage here, I mean, he says that unbelievers, just by nature, yeah, come in grace, for care for their families. Right. Yeah. So you're worse than an unbeliever if you're a Christian or a Christian family and you're not caring for those who have need right. in your own family. Uh, so, I mean, I think I would have a sit down and and with her family, this Christian widow's family, who's non-believing, yeah. and let them know, like, it. It's important. It should you be, as a, as human beings, you should care yeah. for your yeah. okay <laughs> for this for this off spot. You can continue. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, just so so we can maybe um, raise the stakes a little bit here. We, you know, I think even as a some, as pre- guys who have preached, uh-huh. you know, maybe we come to First Timothy five, we go, ugh. <laughs> It's, it doesn't seem so, doesn't for seem, some reason, it doesn't seem so relevant. We're like, well, we don't yeah, do that anymore. Yeah. And like, well, maybe we should pull that back a bit. Right. It, it's, it's not Galatians. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not Romans. Yeah. But, but this is James 1, 26 and 27. Yeah. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Yeah. Religion... It means Christianity, ultimately. That is pure and undefiled. Pure, hear this, hear the language. Pure and undefiled, it's like it's written by the same person, the Holy Spirit. Yep. Pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction. Yeah. And to keep oneself 
unstained from the world. Mm-hmm. So that's a vindication of the reality of Christ in you. Right. Christianity. Mm-hmm. Is that you have the same heart. So when we get into First Timothy 5 and we start talking about taking care, honoring widows who are truly widows, that's not just some like throwaway subject. It isn't. He's saying no. like this is actually at the heart of Christianity, of practical Christianity, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I mean, he says in, let's see, where is, uh, da, 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 da. <clears throat> yeah, it's verse four, towards getting towards the end, but, you know, and to make some return to their parents. I mean, this is really getting right at, you know, commandment number two, you know, mm-hmm. honoring, it's not two, I'm saying the wrong one. I'm not going to get the number right, but honoring parents. Honestly, how are you a pastor? Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. Uh, we're just going to leave it alone because there's <laughs> numbering schemes and we won't get into it. So... <laughs> But anyway, honoring parents, being more than just like respecting them, which I think we boil it down to. But really, this <laughs> commandment is intending, you know, for you to care for your you, George. parents. I know. <laughs> Five. It's the fifth commandment. That's what I believed. <laughs> I didn't want to say it wrong now that I was already wrong. I just love that you went into numbering schemes. That was that was my my favorite thing. Have fun. (laughs) None of them are imaginary numbers, and it's not trigonometry. It's way easier than that. But anyway. It's good. Linear? That's color. It is linear. Okay. What are we doing? First four. (laughs) Honor honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren. So listen up, youngsters. Uh, Let them first learn to show godliness to their own household. And to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. Yeah. The first command with the promise. Is he talking about the widow there? The, the, I'm assuming he's he's talking about youthful widows, right? Yeah. What do we, if a widow has children or grandchildren, see that to me seems to make it sound like we're talking older widow. Yeah. Children or talking, grandchildren. I think, I think he's bridging that. So there are going to be younger widows, but he's talking older widows as well. Who's the antecedent there for let them... Is them is them children widow. grandchildren or the widow? No, the if a widow has children. children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some, and to make the, some return to their parents. The children and grandchildren repaying mom for being on call twenty four seven and for providing for them. Hmm. So. <clears throat> I would tend to think that talking about children and grandchildren, this is an, an older widow mm-hmm. who has adult children who can work and provide and use some of their income to also provide for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that he would then make it a, <clears throat> again, like we just saw in James, he makes caring for this older, this mother or grandmother who's now widowed, an aspect of the broader category of godliness. Let them first learn Mm -hmm. to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm just going to say, I don't, I don't think that happens like ever. Like, it's just not a thing like children, grandchildren, having this concern for the matriarch of their family 
to the degree that they actually make some return. Like when she's in need and she, she, you know, she's given her life to them. They've come from her like that. They are actually caring enough or to the degree that they're actually then providing for her daily needs until the Lord takes her home. But he makes it, he makes it here an aspect of godliness oh, yeah. that they do that. Mm-hmm. In our culture, I mean, I, it is, it is another kind of extended sort of malaise coming out of individualism is that, you know, your parents, like their goal yeah. is to retire and like you're leaving home and you're not responsible for And we get into this weird, like we're going to put them in and, and not to say that it's always a problem to put in, you know, to go to a nursing sure. home or whatever, but it's but then we an epidemic in our culture where we're going to be, you know, I'm living fine over here and I put my, you know, my grandmother is in a nursing home. My mother is in a nursing home. And, and I'm I go not, and visit her. I go them. and visit her twice a year. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It's our culture and it's not a good indict. It's not a good, uh, no. it's not a praise worthy thing yeah. about our culture. I feel like I have a lot of conversations in my own house about. You need to respect your mother. Mm-hmm. You should not talk to your mother like that. Oh, right. Uh, and it's ha- I'm having to like, it's a pretty consistent training ground for yeah. this woman birthed you. Yeah. What are you doing? Treat her. Treat her with the. I mean, the respect that you deserve beyond beyond yeah. just the individual aspect. Our yeah. culture also has this thing with youth, where youth is the thing. It's the, and so older people, yeah. we just don't tolerate them. Yeah, I, I mean I, that that sounds maybe harsh, but we we don't. You know, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to put up with somebody. You know, kind yeah. of just going on with a long story. I don't want to have to deal with because they're recounting their glory years. I'm like, be quiet, listen, yeah. and learn something. Be teachable. Um, we just don't tolerate that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, we don't want to have those stories. We don't want them to go, you know, speak into our lives. Yeah. You should be acting in this way. You should do this with your yeah. significant other who you're thinking about getting serious with, you know, whatever. We don't want them to have that say in our life. And so mm-hmm. much easier just to go our own way. And the, yeah. my, my peers are the ones mm-hmm. who will speak into my life wisdom yeah. when they don't have that wisdom yet. Mm. Yeah. It almost seems, even for even for young people who are Christians, it's a lot of like, you exist to provide for me, right? You, what 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 are we what are we doing here, mom, dad, yeah, grandma? Like it's my birthday. Where's my money? Yeah, yeah. Like you exist to provide for me. I do not exist, even as a Christian, to return anything to you, right? Other than. Good times and fond memories. Yeah. And so it's just really, really, I think it's it's notable that, again, Paul's saying to Timothy, you need to encourage the kids and the grandkids in the churches mm-hmm. as an aspect of their godliness to not just be all about them. And what what the older people in their family can do for them, but what they can also then do for those people in their time of need. And he says, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. So, yeah. All right. Verse five. She who is truly a widow. We've already kind of defined that. Left all alone. Mm-hmm. So there's the little family list. The, the nuance, the qualifier. Yeah. Has set her hope on God. 
another thing. Widow's That's might, interesting. Widow's Mite Wid- sitting in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. So how does that add to our definition of someone who is truly a widow? Mm-hmm. Because again, Paul is... Paul's admonition, his controlling admonition in the passages, verse 3, honor widows. Right. Who are truly widows. And so we're trying to understand who 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 are those? Who are those who are truly widows? Right. So what is what in verse 5 there adds to truly well, widows? I mean, and part of it is gonna be that, you know, we're gonna spend verses nine through sixteen probably in a future episode <clears throat> dealing with that. But, I mean, because he's gonna get into that mm-hmm. exactly what that looks like, but mm-hmm. When we are talking, you know, how how have they treated their kids? How have they mm. responded to the church? Have they, you know, he, Paul goes, you know, talks about it in, you know, the terms of washing their feet. So acting as a servant to the church um, mm. has something to do with, you know, how they're treated as a, you know, a widow being going to be taken on the church's role and cared for in a very organized fashion. Yeah. Um, he's saying, yeah, they, they, they should have, you know, had some relationship with the church in yeah. which they were... Were actively serving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this thing on the side to them. It's really interesting because we just busted on the kids. We, we just did. busted mm-hmm. on the young generation. Yeah. But it seems like some aspect of being a true widow mm-hmm. is that you don't go to your kids and say, yeah. "Give me, give me, give me, give me." Now yeah. it's my turn. Yeah, pay, right. pay me back. <laughs> you owe me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think as parents, we. Kind of do that a lot as well. It's the, the kids are like, you, you, I only, you exist for me. And then we go to the kids later on and go, don't you know what all we've done for you? Right. You owe me this. Right. <laughs> and, and neither one of them are right. Uh, both of them. But, but so, so mm-hmm. godliness is kind of splitting the difference there and saying, mm-hmm. listen, uh, kids, you, you need to respect and honor and provide for, you know, the older folks in your family right. as you have opportunity and occasion to do that. And older folks, like, you need to first and foremost set your hope on God. Right. He really is a provider. He really, he, you want to talk about someone who cares for orphans and widows. Right. Well, that, that is prime example. Characteristic of who right. God is at his heart. Mm-hmm. And so, um, set your hope truly in him. Now, question then, I'll ask Deacon Rollins. <clears throat> I'll put him on the spot or the stripes, whichever mm-hmm. one you, yeah. Um, is Paul then saying that an unbelieving woman who has been widowed is not truly a widow? So if he says, she who is truly a widow left all alone, that could make it be like believer, unbeliever, whatever. But then he goes, has set her hope on God. And continues in supplications and prayers night and day. And as Deacon Rollins, does that then uh, set a priority, a prioritization of how we care for who we care for? Well, I think in this case with widows, you're talking usually more long-term care as opposed to meeting a short-term, more immediate need. Mm. There's, I think there's a time and a place for a church to help an unbelieving widow on a, sure. one, maybe a one-time basis but when it comes to long-term care of widows Mm. i think his qualification of set her hope on god Mm -hmm. would qualify that as you also get into verses nine and following where it's really within the church it's a widow who is a member of the church who has given evidence of her regeneration Mm -hmm. and 
it almost it sounds a lot you can break it down maybe with Galatians six ten. It's mm-hmm. kind of like do good to everyone. Especially as you have occasion. But especially and especially the household of faith. Right. Yeah. We are talking the difference between, you know, somebody helping somebody out versus somebody being on the role that we are we are taking on a commitment to care for you. And that commitment is meant for membership. membership. It's it's meant for that that local church body. Yeah. Regenerative yeah. membership. There you go. Regenerative membership. I mean, that's closely related. I mean, we could get into it, too. Even as you get into 17, he's going to talk about let elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. Rule well. We're talking honor widows who are truly believers. So there's this honor thing that's coming up. Yes. And it is closely related to the body yeah. and people serving mm. long term within yeah. the body. Mm. And... <clears throat> There is a Paul again, I think it's Romans 12, he says uh, to, to the church there, outdo one another in showing mm-hmm. honor. Right. Well, talk about something that we just, that's not a part of our mm-hmm. culture, culture, church culture, evangelical culture. Like, yeah. like, that's something that, that should be characteristic of your church, is there should be a, a culture of honoring honorable people yeah. in the church. And true widows are one of those. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so this is to this is a disqualifier. Yep. Verse six: She who is self-indulgent is dead, uh, even while she lives. Yeah. This is again hammering in a lot of what we were talking about last episode. But just this this self-indulgence, this uh, lack of stewarding, this lack of this immodesty in how we spend and how we what we expect. I mean, it's going to disqualify because what's going to end up happening is if you bring in this widow who is just spending, it's it's not a thrifty per is not you know yeah. it's not in a self sacrificial way living already. Mm-hmm. You're just bringing a burden onto the church rather than somebody who you're supporting out of yeah. a known self care, you know, a, a mutual care going on. You're just bringing them in because they want to have a you know their needs met. Um, Seems like a true widow to, would be a good steward. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is this self-indulgent uh, widow? Is she a zombie? A spiritual it's zombie? Spiritually. Ephesians 2. She's dead. It says. It says <laughs> I gotcha. She is self-indulgent is dead even mm-hmm. while she lives. Yeah. So. That self-indulgence is, is a, an indicator, is a fruit that indicates mm-hmm. sort of a spiritual condition which. Unregenerate? Yeah. Ew. Fruit of the root. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So we're getting clearer, I think, on what a, a true widow is. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 7, command these things as well so that they may be without reproach or above reproach. Mm-hmm. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household... He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And that's where we close. So. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So any, any closing thoughts on this, uh, this verse, um, the passage in general? I say it's, I, I think families and churches and pastors have a hard time uh, because I think a lot of um, even parents, grandparents have bought into an American version of, you know, the, the American dream, whatever, which is, you know, I am going to be independent. 
And so they extend this, I'm going to be independent, I'm going to be in my own house, even as a widow, I'm going I'm to be in my own place, I'm going to take care of myself, and I'm not going to depend on anybody. <clears throat> Um, seeing that, you know, kind of joining back in with family being something highly negative. Mm. And so not only are you having to, you know, push as you're, you know, discipling on family members to care for their aging parents, grandparents, whatnot, but you're having to do the same. You're having to disciple even the the widows to do it and not be standalone, not be living on their own um, when they have parents, uh, when they have kids who could be caring for them. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I heard one person kind of use this example. You know, if you have unbelieving family members, but you're not the one who is reaching, like you may be inviting them to church or to youth programs or whatever to hope they come hear the gospel. But if you're not actively providing for mom and dad, helping them with whatever, then, but your unbelieving siblings are, then you're rough. not actually you're you're not truly sharing the gospel with them mm. because even an unbeliever does these things and mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. and so um, I think it it is a, a display of godliness but it's also a display of, of the gospel of you should be loving and caring for your own family yeah and if you're not Paul says you're worse than an unbeliever yeah. they know to do this why don't you mm-hmm yeah there's there definitely seems to be an aspect of that here uh it's a good preaching point at least uh you don't you don't want to you don't want folks to go okay well this person is not a christian they're much more generous (laughs) than this person in my family who is a christian but is really stingy and uncharitable what does that say about the gospel Mm. right if this person by common grace Right. is being generous and charitable. What about this person by, who, who's been saved by grace? You know, but they're, but they're being stingy. So definitely you're, you're wanting to, um, you know, you wanting the gospel to be reputable, have a, have a good reputation right. amongst your own family mm-hmm. um, in this case. And, uh, and one thing too, again, if we can kind of intersect with our last episode on mm-hmm. is I'm as, did you giving. did you line these up on purpose? Um, I did not line them up on purpose. Okay. I did say I did actually want to cover the giving before yeah. we got so so it was we could start chapter yeah. five or we could That's do good. stewardship and giving. I was like, let's do the giving and stewardship yeah. first. You're so skilled and wise, um, <laughs> Pastor Yoda. Um, <laughs> we uh, one of the things though is that what you, you you see in this passage, but I think it's it's pretty typical. Uh, throughout the pages of scripture is we're called as we have ability to give a lot and to a lot of people. And that is why it is so critical that we are faithful stewards Mm. of the resources that God has given to us. Yeah. Because there are so many, there's so many good, there's so many real needs. (laughs) We have to be able to, to There, there are people outside of our, there's our family. Mm hmm. Uh, in this case, there are widows who are truly widows. Uh, there are people who are outside of our family and outside of our church family. Yeah. Do good to everyone as you are able to do it. Yeah. Uh, there are the brothers and sisters in Christ who are not widows, but they're brothers and sisters in Christ. And they have needs in the body and we're called to, to, to good meet to them needs. to meet those yeah. needs. And and we have, we're going to come to elders and 
they're worth their wages. Like if they if they rule well, teach what well, like all these they they're they're worthy of. So we're going to be giving to the ministry of the local church. I mean, so it's just like God's like, uh, this is all mine, uh-huh. and and here are all these little buckets that you need to be <laughs> that that you know if your heart is really attuned. These are opportunities to the cross of Christ and in His self giving love that has saved you for all eternity from your sins, you know, uh-huh. and reconciled you to God. For everlasting joy, like if your if your heart is attuned to that, then you're going to be a faithful steward of all the resources you have. You may not be able to give so much or this much or whatever, yeah. but you're going to be faithful with those things. And we're going to have, have an eye open and a heart open to meet as many needs as you can along the way. Yeah. So, but and not to be overwhelmed by all the buckets that we're supposed to be filling into. Yeah, he does give us a rubric. To yeah, know that's right. Which bucket to put more into? Yeah. Well, and that's what like you see all those buckets. You yeah. go, I don't know which bucket to right. start with, but he gives you a rubric of start here and then. That's right. Yeah, and I think that's the one of the things that even in these verses he's saying, not just any widow, right? And you know, not even widows who are all alone. Mm-hmm. That you should maybe meet their needs, but but they don't get first priority, right? It's those who are all alone, who uh, set their hope on God, mm-hmm. who continue in supplications and prayers, Dem- night and day, yep. um, who are not self-indulgent. They, they themselves are faithful stewards. Uh, they are enrolled. They're enrolled in the membership of the church, it seems. And, yep. and so he, you're exactly right, Deacon Rollins, uh, <laughs> that... He, God is setting setting us up to um, make uh, you know uh, priority decisions. Yeah. So, any any other closing thoughts on First Timothy five one through eight? No, I think that's good. I think that'll be a great intro into the next episode in chapter five. Okay, great. Thanks, brothers. Thank you.